Hello, everyone, and welcome to Glowing Weak Point, the show where we talk about the glowing point of our week, which probably won't be today. Joining me, uh, I'm John, your not host, and joining me today is the host, Bartolomeo! Oh. Bartolomeo! That's me! And also, John, you're uh, you're also the host. There are two hosts. Am I? I mean, you I feel like you're the host. You introduced the podcast. Like, <laughs> you're at least the host this episode. I guess so. <laughs> it just feels weird for me to be the host. I mean, we're both on every episode. That makes us co-hosts, right? I guess so. Hey, uh, what was the glowing point of your week? Um, so since we last recorded, it's actually only been like two days because we're trying to get back on our normal schedule, right? Um, yeah. So I haven't actually had one yet, but I'm planning, (laughs) I'm planning on, um, after we're finished recording, I'm going to go out and buy ingredients to, uh, make a hot pot and share a hot pot with my family tonight. That sounds like lots of fun. I've actually, I've got a hot pot, and I've used it a couple times so far for, for like, sukiyaki and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. We've done it a couple of times, the hot pot thing. It's nice. I felt like doing it again. I've been planning this since yesterday, so. Okay, yeah. So, later today is your glowing weak point. Yeah. What about you, That's John? Cool. What's the what's the glowing point of your week? Somehow, I always forget to actually think of this at all. <laughs> Which is weird, because this is your bit. Is it? Well, I mean, I guess I did it the first week. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just the show. It's, it's I, the part of the show. Yeah, I mean, at this point, but you created the bit. You should think of answers I, I to your own so. bit. It's 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 not a bit. <laughs> it's just the part of the show. Okay, the segment. Yeah. Um. Oof. I mean, like playing video games is fun. Uh, I I did some played some pathfinder this week that was kind of fun although very difficult because i the the character i'm playing is a lawyer and i had to do a bunch of legal stuff and i know nothing about legal stuff really like i've watched tv and that's the closest i've gotten yeah you've seen like five episodes of law and order yeah and um yeah liar, and it, was, liar. it was svu so it wasn't even like the the law part of it it was more of the order part oh so uh yeah so it's it's real difficult and also just words are hard for me so having to like on the spot be go- given like Here, now you need to talk to the head judge of this land, who you're trying to convince one of his lesser judges is actually, uh, corrupt. It's like, well, that's not, like, if I get this wrong, I'm put to death. (laughs) (laughs) So, (sighs) 
Did and I don't have any backup it? right now. There's literally no one else from my team here because we split the party instantly. Um. Oh, that's always the smart thing to do. It, well, it is when you're playing a... Uh, what is what is my class called? Uh, vigilante. Oh, Where okay. I have, I have, yeah, I have to. You you get bonuses for being alone. I'm guessing. I have two personalities. They are two distinct beings. Um, and if I if someone learns that I am two distinct beings, then I lose all of my abilities. Basically. Oh shit. So I have to keep my personalities and characters separate. Wait, does that include your party have... members? Are they not allowed to learn? There's not a whole lot of information regarding that. I have always assumed so. Okay, so the other party members also do not know you have two personalities. So you have to yes. keep it hidden from them as well. Yes, yeah, so wow. it actually started out because I, the we're running a campaign where I we're all thieves. Uh, so on the one side I'm a thief, on the other side I'm a lawyer. The the two personalities know about each other. Like it's I'm the same person. It's just like my brain is split basically. Um, so like I'm still trying to further my thievery as a lawyer. I see. Um, so my vigilante role is I'm I'm a thief and I you know sneak my way into things. And my uh, proper normal citizen role is I'm a lawyer. You're and Daredevil. So, I guess I I've never <laughs> seen Daredevil. I mean, he's so, a lawyer, and then he's also Daredevil of vigilante. Yeah, except I'm a thief. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, Daredevil steals hearts. Uh, hey. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I had to, because around the rest of my teammates, I play as my thief, because they're all thieves. And then I needed to go do a legal thing. And one of my uh, teammates was like, oh, I'll follow you. Well, that's... No, you should stay here. No, I'll follow you. I want to meet them. <laughs> like, uh, right? well, no. now I've got to lose you before I can go become my other character, and... <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That was fun. I Perhaps... The glowingest weak point would be the fact that I actually called out of, uh streaming on wednesday oh yeah <laughs> i was like i don't i don't feel like streaming tonight so i just didn't <laughs> and you just took a break and, yeah i got to watch some stargate sg1 oh that's a good show it it is a good show which season are you at in? least the first eight seasons are oh uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna fight you on that one the first season is actually not that good and okay, well, but that's that's true of of most shows is that the first season isn't good. And I'm also going to push back on seasons nine and ten. There's good elements of those seasons. It's a different show. It is a different show. 
it's it's not Stargate SG one. It, it and it would have been better had they just ended SG one and started a new show with these characters. Yes. I I agree. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I'm like I'm halfway through season three, getting close to season four. I think oh, four is I mean, a good not, one. I just I I press play and it goes. I see. Um, it's this is my second or third time watching through it. So my second full time watching through it because I'm gonna watch all the way through the 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 last time I only watched like halfway and then had to stop for various reasons. I think they took it off Amazon. Mm. But. Yeah. So, yeah. I used to watch that show all the time as a kid. Like that was yeah. That was the big thing me and my mom did was we we like get together and watch SG one like reruns, and I think early on like it was even still airing, and we'd watch the new episode. Yeah, I didn't watch it when it was coming out. Uh, my wife did, but or at least she watched it very young. Um, I watched it when I hit college, and it was on something like I, I think it was on hulu this was hulu before hulu had you had to pay for it i i remember watching the final episode as it was airing i i okay. definitely did that so you you watched sg1 like i watched star trek voyager i guess like i probably I, I i probably like picked I have... it up somewhere in the middle like watching it okay. airing because I was too young when it started to be watching it. Um, gotcha. I have the distinct memory of being a child and sitting down in front of the TV closer than my parents liked, but I had a way of like sneaking up so that like it wouldn't seem like I was as close as I was. <laughs> and with the whole family there after dinner. And watching the very first episode of Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> wow. Like, I I watched that, hadn't seen that again until, like, six or seven years ago when someone gave us, uh, someone gave my parents a bunch of burned CDs of the, <laughs> the show. <laughs> um, yeah, not exactly legal, but. So is Voyager good? Oh yeah, I I really like Voyager, but yeah, it was it was the I that was the first time since the beginning of the show um, that I had seen the first episode, and just the flashbacks with me it was it was a weird trip. <laughs> it was like I'm seeing this; it's a good show, but also I for some reason feel like I'm four again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just like yeah, calling it's, it's, up I'd memories a, you didn't remember you had it's a really good show i'd i'd say it's definitely one of the top three star trek shows is that the one with janeway or is that the one with um yes. okay yeah that's not scott bacula no <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd say enterprise is is number four or five on the list that's pretty low and from what I've heard of Discovery, which I haven't seen, Discovery would be at the bottom. For you? Yes. I see. 
I'd say number one is Deep Space Nine, which is weird because it's not like any of the other Star Treks, but it's... it's... We didn't like it when it first came out. The first couple times I tried watching it wasn't the hugest fan, had trouble getting into it. The show is pretty much the best written show for Star Trek. Okay. It's really well done. And then followed by... I, it's a toss-up between Next Generation and Voyager. I, I go back and forth on which one is best. Um, then fourth, I would say, would be... Fourth and fifth would be a toss-up between Enterprise and, and the original series. Wow, the original series is low. Yeah, because the original series still holds up, but it's also, like... I mean, it's a good show, but it's not a great show. Right comparatively to the rest of star trek i mean it was made in what the 60s yeah so it i mean it was really really good at not showing its age but it's still it's at the point where it's showing its age yeah a little Uh, Um, and and i imagine also like uh it's 60 years removed from where we are as a society now i can't imagine the values are always that great like the messages it leaves you with I mean, it was incredibly ahead of its time. I mean, it was the first um, uh, mixed-race kiss on television. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was... uh, It had a Japanese character playing, uh, like, less than 20 years after the uh, U.S. Japanese internment camps. I did know that. Um, I mean, he lived in an internment camp. During the Clone Wars, or not the Clone, the Cold Wars. <laughs> the <laughs> Cold you War? Your, your war, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what else did it do? Like, it, 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 it dealt with a lot of gender issues, it dealt with a lot of, you know, it, Star Trek has always been very progressive and yeah. ahead of its time. Um, sure, Kirk's kind of a piece of shit womanizing and yeah yeah and yeah i mean even being ahead of your time you still exist in your time yes so uh so you know the the original series gets a lot of credits for for being ahead of its time and for uh star trek has always tried to not reference anything that would be our time so it's not dated based off of any of its language right it's it's dated based off of how we perceive technology and and uh stuff like that and also just special effects and yeah um and so so it's 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 timeless in a lot of ways and it's still pretty good but on the other hand, you know, it's matched up against uh, Enterprise, which has a very shaky start, and a lot of people don't like it, but it, it, it gets really quite good. I mean, you want to talk about shaky starts, though. Go back to Next Generation. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we don't talk about the first... See, again, first seasons aren't great. <laughs> uh, it's the first two seasons of that one, though. Yeah, like that's the that's the one I I actually have watched. Like that was that was my star Star Trek. 
like next generation and the movies associated with it. Yeah. Like that that yeah. was me and uh the first two seasons of that one don't hit. No, they're they're not that great. I mean it's it's better once he grows the beard and then it's better in like season 3. Yeah. On. I'll I'll agree. And then I um, I think all the movies for that one are good. Like I know the the, oh, general, yes. the general rule of thumb is that even numbered ones not good. That's, I think that's, they're still that's okay. That's really only for the original series. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it carried over into next generation movies too. And I, I do think well, they're not this... as good. They're still good though. Yeah. I guess since I have more games that I played this week, I'll go first. Normally you do because you're a you're a game playing fiend, right? But uh, again, it's the way we set up this uh, this recording session. It left me with yeah. no time to play anything. I uh, I I played some Destiny. I actually actually played some Destiny, and. And next week I'm going to have played a lot more. But uh, we we did a Grandmaster. Gave it a few tries. Got pretty close. And then had to stop for the day. And then we came back the next day and we nailed it. We got that one in the bag. It's done. Oh, good one job. One down, three to go. Whoop, whoop. Uh, it was... It was difficult. So it's it's a very frustrating nightfall that we had to do because, um, so the the way it's it's a strike, so you kind of divide it up into rooms or segments, and the first segment is you have to stand in a circle while enemies spawn and um, and you just have to stand there until the timer ticks up to a hundred. The timer doesn't tick up unless you're standing in the circle, but fortunately, it doesn't tick down. Um, okay. Then after that, there's a, a room where it just pours enemies at you and you just have to, you just have to wipe the room. That's, you just have to quickly wipe the room as fast as you can. And then you're good. The next room, you go down like this electric path and there's like four enemies in the entire section there, like four tiny, like one shot enemies that'll, you you could just insta kill. Um, but there's also, like, lightning moving through the room, and moving up and down the room, and if you get hit by it, you die. It's the end. You, you, you're dead. In normal mode, you can take a few hits, and you'll be fine. In this, you just die. (laughs) Wow, they're unforgiving. And so you have to go down the room, pick up a ball... So that you can bring it back to the beginning of the room and shove it in a hole, which will open a door. While you're holding the ball, uh, you can't use any abilities or weapons or anything. And if you drop the ball, it disappears and goes back to where it was. Oh, fuck that. And so you kill the two enemies that are there. You pull the grab the ball. It spawns like four more enemies. And you have to run through the electricity again, like, avoiding no. the electricity, back to the beginning to do it. That uh. killed us 
numerous occasions. But we finally we finally got that nailed. And then there's there's a room with a bunch of enemies and then the boss room. So wait, um, there's just an element of randomness to this thing? No, it, it, it like the, the the electricity follows the same path every time. It's just it's difficult. I see. It's just real difficult. I, I thought it was like lightning striking you, and I'm like, how are you supposed to? No. No, it's like lightning arcing down a hallway. I see. And there's like grooves in the floor or something that it's following. Yeah. Um. So, none of, like, all of these rooms have difficulty to them. The part that just killed us over and over emotionally because <laughs> i mean everything kills you in this game emotionally but the, the 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 bit that just mentally and emotionally destroyed us was the fact that that opening circle uh thing stand in the circle uh-huh. you got a wide open area so you can like stand in the circle until enemies spawn back out and, and kill them and then then you're doing it of the 40 minutes technically you have 45 minutes until you lose your lives and you you have you know, you don't have any revives from then on. Of the 40 minutes that it took us, basically, to f- beat the game, 20 of them were in that one section. Oh. And and the first time we did it, it was like 25 minutes to get through that one section. We got it down to like 18. That's a lot of time just and that standing was, in a circle. Yeah, or more just to like stand in it until we have to move and then stand back and like kill the things for five minutes until yeah, I mean, we can move just, up again. Just existing in this one space. Yeah. Existing in that one functional room for 20 minutes. And if you lose in any of the like three minute sections later on, guess what you're going to have to do again? That one 20 minute segment. Oh God. So just, Every single time we die and we end up back there, it, it just it just destroyed us emotionally because we got to do it again. Like, and it's we weren't even dying in that section. Like, like you know, we would we would make an odd mistake here and there, and we'd have to like stress out and go revive the person or, or do something. But like that wasn't where we were messing up. It was further on, because we didn't have practice with the further on segments. But just the fact that over and over again, like, any time we made a mistake, you gotta do 20 minutes again. Wow. (sighs) I'm sorry, John. I'm so sorry. Bright side, we'll never have to do that again. (laughs) That's true. Shadow side. Uh, they're going to introduce one next time that's even worse. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe so. Alright, tell me about Persona 5, the only game you play ever. Um, I mean, it's definitely <laughs> the only one I played this week. And barely any of it since the last time we talked. And that's if you consider it playing? Do Did you, you read? I read. <laughs> I read a lot. Yeah. I listened to a lot of voiceover and I read a lot of text. Um, so I mentioned last time that I was uh, I had beaten the the latest palace and I was like in the middle of summer. Yeah, you had like a, a full month to just 
do whatever you wanted. Right. So uh, I played twice this While week. While her arm is break broken or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, she was just laid up in bed asleep. Um, uh, she's tired. Yeah. Um. So I reached the end of summer and I forgot that at the end of summer... So much story happens just right in a row <laughs> where you're just not able to play the game, really. Like, school starts back up, and then immediately you're put on a, a school trip, and, and your class takes a trip to Hawaii. And there's that not. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I mean, there's not really any gameplay there. It's just a bunch of cutscenes that you're reading through. Ah. Um. And, uh, so you get through the Hawaii section and you come back and now Morgana's acting up. What, what had happened is that, um, he and another party member, Ryuji, had never really gotten along. And now that Futaba was a member of the group, Morgana's role has been kind of replaced by her. And so he's already feeling useless. And then Ryuji's also talking shit about how he's useless. And so you come back from from the school trip. And Morgana's like, I'm gonna fight with you. Uh, I'm huh. mad. I'm gonna leave the group. And while he has left the group, you can do nothing. Like... Okay. It's just several days worth of cutscenes of dealing with his fucking emotional bullshit. <laughs> and I mean, it, it also you... it also introduces us to the next party member. So could you have gotten around it by like leveling them up more or something? No, this is just a story thing. This is just okay. what happens no matter what. Morgana feels useless. Ryuji makes fun of him. Morgana wow. takes it I out. I guess Morgana by... is useless. <laughs> yeah, Morgana <laughs> Morgana takes it out on the whole group by saying like, "Oh, y'all aren't willing to just immediately jump into this palace of this guy we're not even sure is a bad guy." Well, I'm going to go do it. And then he fucking leaves. But isn't that what you do though? <laughs> well, but <laughs> It, within the context of the story, the entire group is supposed to come to a unanimous decision on anybody yeah. that they they deal with. Like, that's how they, they're supposed to keep themselves from going down the wrong path. Like, we all mm -hmm. have to agree to this thing before we do it. And nobody was agreeing to go into this palace, but Morgana was insisting on it. And so he dicked off and went and did it himself. Okay. Um, and he got fucked over and, and ran into the next party member for the game. And so I played... So you read. Yeah, I read for like four hours. My last two play, play times have been essentially nothing but reading. That's unfortunate. Yeah. You, sh you should play a better game. I mean, it's a good game. I love this game. I'm 65 it sounds hours... Sounds like it's a good book. <laughs> it's, a, it's a decent book. Um, you know, it's got some, it's got some problems. 
Uh, not even going to dip into the uh, the drag queens in the game. Yikes. Um, huh. Yeah, uh, it, not good representation. That's all I'm going to say. But it's a okay. decent it's a decent book. Um, <laughs> I, I've put sixty five hours into it at this point. I it, I I enjoy it, but there are just times you know it's it's like watching a TV show. It's like watching Star Trek: The Next Generation. Is that sixty five hours in the same run? Yes. So that's not even including the hundred hours I put into the original version of this game. Okay, yeah, not not going to uh, pick up this game ever. No, uh, it don't. <laughs> uh, I love it. I would never recommend a Persona game to literally anybody. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I uh, once you hear about it, you're either gonna know whether you'll like it or whether you'll hate it. It's a. They're usually like a hundred hours long, if not more. Um, You get more out of a repeat playthrough, like a new game plus. And a lot of that time is not even going to be the dungeon crawling segments. Most of it's going to be the visual novel bullshit. Which I like all of. I like all of it, but okay. If you're gonna you give me a whole I bunch of story, like all of? okay. <laughs> Is it uh, Donkey Kong sixty four? It's Donkey Kong sixty four. What yeah, don't you like about I started it? Started most of it, most especially of... the mini games. <laughs> Tell me about them, John. So, like, one of the, the worst mini games is you get shoved onto a, a mine cart and you've got to go through this mine shaft, like, jumping over things and reaching out and grabbing coins. And Oh, just, I remember that level in uh, Donkey Kong Country. That's a fun level. Yeah, it, it just screws you over occasionally with, you know, bomb carts or other things will pop up and hit you and there's no way to know that they're there. Oh. Um... Yeah. Like, is it not a 2D thing? Is it 3D and no, set from no, behind? No, this is 3D. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way I would do a minecart segment. Well, it's the way they did. Um, let's see. Uh, there's the mini games where you have to chase the little, the little alligators into the hole in the middle but there's no way to do it. It's just impossible. <laughs> Screw you. There has to be uh, a way to do it, John. You're supposed to, like, make a noise and they'll run away from you, and they more often than not run away from you not towards the hole. And even if they do run towards the hole, they'll run past it most of the time. It's stupid. It's a bad mini game, and whoever made it should feel bad. Uh, John. There, there's when they go to hell for making this, their personal hell will just be playing this game infinitely. I understand this, this that's how you feel, but I'm looking it up, and like this is a very well received game, John. Are you sure it's not just you? I'm certain. <laughs> like it's like a a ninety percent on Metacritic. Uh huh. Sure. 
95% of Google users like this game? The last time any of those people who played that game was when it first came out and they didn't know any better and they weren't going for 101%. It was produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, John. He's a legendary game designer. It wasn't wasn't really produced by him. He's listed as a producer. Yeah, but (laughs) he really wasn't. (laughs) This was a a rare game. He's he's listed as a producer because it has Donkey Kong in it and he made Donkey Kong. I see. That's that's it. (laughs) Is your argument here that Grant Kirkhope has more to do with the game than he does? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and Grant Kirkhope didn't do any of the design for this game. No, he, he made the, the music. music. Is the music good? And the noises. Yes, the music is one of the best soundtracks that exists. Okay. High praise for a game you hate. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's the it's the one of two redeemable features of this game. The other one being that it introduced Tiny Kong. Oh, we like Tiny Kong? We like Tiny Kong. Okay. Which one's Tiny Kong again? She's the cute little girl monkey who has a crossbow and can fly a little and uh, can shrink in size. Wait, is she like the replacement for Dixie Kong? Uh, I guess. Because is Dixie Kong in that game? No, I mean, it's, she's definitely a different Kong and a better Kong. <laughs> I mean, she's got style, so listen up, dudes. Oh, she yeah. can shrink in size to suit her mood. She's quick and nimble when she needs to be. She can float through the air and climb up trees. Grant Kirkhope is going to sue us. We all know, if you choose her, you'll not choose wrong. With a skip and a hop... She's one cool Kong. Or no, I guess Rare is owned by Microsoft, so Bill Gates is going to sue us. Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates himself is going to sue me. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna file the paperwork himself. He's so mad at you right now for reminding people <laughs> of the Donkey Kong rap. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> He's I'll like, I wasn't it. even involved in the creation of that thing, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <sighs> so that's all we've played this week, huh? I don't know if he owns the rights to that. I think Nintendo still technically owns the rights. Because I think when Rare got sold, they lost the rights to DK64, or at least DK64 is in limbo. Uh, I guess it would be a weird kind of thing because Donkey Kong is a Nintendo property, but Rare made it. Yeah, it was it was a joint production. So, like all the rest of so wouldn't it now be jointly owned by Microsoft and Nintendo? Maybe. Which we know Nintendo's litigious, right? (laughs) Oh well, then. I guess Shigeru Miyamoto's <laughs> gonna sue us. <laughs> yeah, you know, he produced this game. He did. He's listed as a producer. I have the credits to prove it. He was 100% involved in the creation of this game. 
He put his name on it. <laughs> He's proud of uh, it, John. Wait, what does that mean about our show? Like, clearly <laughs> Archimedes is not proud of this show. Because his name isn't on this at all. Oh, well, He's that's a producer. A, I mean, he's the behind-the-scenes producer, though. Hey, but still a producer. I mean, you know, I don't know what Archimedes' take on this is. I'm not allowed <laughs> to talk to him. Uh... I've never heard his voice, even. I haven't heard a recording of him. Does he exist? Speaking of Archimedes, <laughs> Game Facts! Game Facts! This week, the game we are talking about is Kid Icarus, a suggestion from Bartolomeo. Wombat. Wombatson. Wombataleo. <laughs> Why are you messing up your own name? I don't know. Alright, get with it. Alright! First one, first fact, designed by the famed R&D1 facility at Nintendo, who produced such classics as Metroid, Excite Bite, Duck Hunt, and Donkey Kong, Kid Icarus quickly became a cult classic, but failed to gain a high enough market share to warrant sequels early on. I like the fact that you have already peaked your mic. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I threw that shit into the red real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Excite bike alone sent it spiraling. It's gone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I could tell. So wait, uh, I was under the impression, though, that uh, it did have a sequel pretty quickly, didn't it? Isn't Kid Icarus 2 on the Game Boy? I mean, it's not Kid Icarus 2, but it, it, Kid Icarus Mazes and Monsters was on the Game Boy. Right. But the Game Boy wasn't exactly quickly... And also, that game never got released in Japan. Oh, no? Yeah. Oh, this is a rare case where it was released here, but not in Japan? Yeah. Why? Uh, they didn't want it. <laughs> they didn't want it? <laughs> They're Kid like, Myths von Monsters. Myths von Monsters. Because it was, it was released in Europe. That was oh, wow, even Pal got it? Yeah, <laughs> but not Japan. But Japan, not Japan didn't get it until it went on, I think, the Wii U's store. Oh, man, so they still didn't get it, really. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's played that thing in Japan. Um, in the original game, the main character, Pit, not Kid Icarus, has to travel from the underworld to Sky World, collect three sacred treasures, and defeat the evil Medusa, who has imprisoned the good god Palutena. Also, Palutena is not a real Greek goddess. Nope. <laughs> Completely I mean, made Medusa's up. Medusa's not a goddess either. Well, but at least she's a creature from mythology. Palutena's nothing. Made up. Well, here's here's the deal about it. Because, like, part, part of that was the fact that we talked about how Pitt is not Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus is just the name it was used in the West. In Japan, the game is known as A Mythology of Light, The Mirror of Palthena, which 
Uh, for is... one, that's a shitty title. Nobody's going to buy that game. Correct. Uh, <laughs> for the other, it actually clues us into what who Palutena is. Because Palthena is just a, a, a mash together of Palace Athena. Oh! So, it's it's a, Athena. But it's... It's Palutena now, because that's what she's called in the West. I see. Um, also, I don't see it mentioned here, but um, not only do you travel from the underworld to the sky world, but that also means that the game starts at the hardest it, 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 it can be and becomes easier as you go along. Not really. No? No, the, the, the monsters sure get harder as you go. I was pretty sure that was the thing with the game was that it started like really hard. No, no, you're you're right there. The game is brutal. It, it is a brutally difficult game, but it does not get easier. I mean, it it's slightly easier as you acquire things, but the the monsters also get harder and yeah, it, that's that's one of the main reasons why Kid Icarus is uh, merely a cult classic and actually didn't get much because it was it was neat art and it was neat idea and story and stuff. The game is just really really hard. I see. I guess I was wrong. I was that was the impression I'd always been under. I've played it a little bit, but I could never make it very far. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Unlike the rest of Palutena's army, which was either turned to stone or taken over by Medusa, Pitt was locked in a deep dungeon. Despite being a valiant warrior who used to be in charge of Palutena's personal bodyguards. Because Medusa pitied him because he couldn't fly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's a direct quote from the manual. That he is a valiant warrior who was in charge of her personal bodyguards. Like... That's the top of the top. Uh, by, by the <laughs> time of... That's, that's her right-hand man. By the time of Uprising, which is the the game I've put the most time into, uh, he's the mm -hmm. only bodyguard. Yeah. He's the one. <laughs> so I don't know what happened to the rest of them, but uh, they didn't yeah. come back. But then Medusa pitied him because he couldn't fly. Like, that's the one thing, like... Oh, man, you might be the strongest non-god that's ever lived, but uh, you can't fly, so... I guess I'll go easy nothing. on you. <laughs> Number four, Medusa is an idiot. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that has to do with her pitying him because he can't fly. Correct. <laughs> that's yeah, dumb. You think that's a, an incorrect choice to make? I, I think she's dumb. Do you think she might have uh, won her, her little war if she hadn't uh, done that? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe she'd have just killed him. He he wouldn't have uh, had the whole game happen. Or turn him into stone. Or turn him into stone. Take over him. Yeah. Like, you know, she did with the rest of the army. Make it so he can't walk in addition to fly. Like... I don't know. There's a lot of options she could have taken. She didn't. Uh, Medusa used to rule Angel Land alongside Palutena, and they were both beautiful. 
until Palutena got kicked out, uh, got ticked off at Medusa, kicked her out of Angel Land, and made her ugly. Wait. Yeah. So Palutena's the bad guy. And then Palutena just was like, nah, you're ugly now. Oh, wait, actually, now that, oh, wait. Oh, that makes so much more sense now, though. Oh, if she's Athena, then that does actually fall in line with mythology. Yeah. Because what happened is uh, Poseidon raped Medusa inside one of Athena's temples, and she took it out on Medusa. Uh Uh-huh. That's... You know what, Palutena slash Athena, you suck. I mean, to be fair to Palutena, Medusa was... Uh, turning humans into stone and drying up all their crops so they couldn't have food and hated humanity. Oh, okay. So well, maybe it maybe was a little bit warranted. Maybe Palutena's a little more warranted in the game than Athena was yeah. in mythology. <laughs> but still, I don't understand the fact that it's like, ah, no, I'm kicking you out. Also, you're ugly now. <laughs> Yeah, like, why it's, it's make... It's just a weird additional thing. Why make her ugly? <laughs> also, Angel Land, bad name. Come up with a better name for your place. Like I agree. <laughs> Two of Medusa's most powerful minions include her eggplant wizards and tempura wizards, who transform Pit into an eggplant or shrimp tempura. I mean, these are the most powerful ones, though, because they essentially make you useless. Yeah. And, oh, the, the tempura one's the, the most dangerous because it turns you into shrimp, shrimp tempura and then rushes after you to eat you. Yeah. I mean, um, shrimp tempura is tasty. It, it is. I love shrimp tempura. Uh, following a classic trend in fantasy games, another monster type is the Mimikyuti. A mimic chest that instead of the typical chest is actually a giant mouth motif gave the treasure chest legs. Long, hot legs. Which begs the further question of who the hell made this game? Seriously. It's it's like, instead of making mimics, mimic chests gross with like, they eat you. You know, like, oh, you're the treasure, and I'm gonna num 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 on you. It's like, oh, let's actually just give them, like, sexy lady legs, and they'll kick you. It's like taking the idea of a mimic and combining it with the leg lamp from a Christmas story. It's it's like taking the idea of a mimic and going, but you know what gamers like? That really tall lady from the most recent Resident Evil game. Well, we'll just... <laughs> Oh no, you're gonna kill me. Don't step on me, chest. <laughs> it's like taking the idea of a mimic and mixing it with Jessica Rabbit. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Also, Jessica Rabbit can step on me. A major reason this game gained cult <laughs> classic status was through the inclusion Facts. of Pit and the Eggplant Wizard in the hit TV show Captain N, alongside Mega Man, Simon Belmont, and a host of Game Boy and NES era characters and locales. Was that a hit TV show? Uh, it did pretty well. Do you remember Captain N? No, I don't. I don't think I ever okay. saw this. I'm not sure I've heard of it before now. 
Oh, really? Yeah. And I've heard of the Donkey Kong Country cartoon. The 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 Donkey Kong 64 cartoon, the one uh, that has Candy Kong in it and it's disgusting. It's, it's, a, it's horrible. It's horrific. It's, <laughs> it's it's a crime against humanity. Yes. <laughs> um it was a part of an hour-long block with um, The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World later on. Oh, it, it, it's sharing a prestige spot. Yes. <laughs> Everyone yeah. remembers the Super Mario cartoon. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, man. I love old shitty cartoons. <laughs> Me too. I still watch them. The Sonic ones were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like all of the uh, the Disney ones based on the movies. Um, none of them were very good. They were all no. entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Tarzan one especially spent a lot of time watching Tarzan cartoons. I I wasn't a big fan of Tarzan just no. in general. Oh, uh, which one was yours? Oh, I'm Aladdin. Yours was the Aladdin cartoon. Well, I do like Aladdin. I didn't watch a whole lot of cartoons growing up. Oh. We we didn't have access to like I I have never had cable of any sort. So, what oh. we got were the broadcast airwaves. <laughs> okay, and... so you got local news and PBS. Yeah, and and there were some cartoons like we got Gumby and we got um, oh what is it? We got Ducktales. I mean, what do you need beyond Gumby and Ducktales? I, you genuinely don't need anything. Ducktales, woohoo! <laughs> Let's go see the magical things he can do. Have you seen the he uh, can change into anything? Have you seen what? the new Ducktales? With uh, the Tenth Doctor as Scrooge McDuck? I watched the f- amount of it that was free. I see. And it was pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, the third release in the series, was developed by Masahiro Sakurai, the creator of the Smash Brothers and Kirby series, who, let's be honest, only knew Pit existed because someone made him put it in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. I, I think, I feel like Masahiro Sakurai was the one who made the choice to put him in Brawl. I thought he nah, liked Pit. Nah. Why, why would you think, who likes Pit? First like question, Pit. who likes Pit? I mean, I've played Kid Icarus Uprising. Pit's a good character. It's a, it's a very different game than the first one it's the very one, different the first one again so different yeah, like it's it, it's not at all the same character like not at all the same hey, series really let's go through what's like mildly metroidvania like like they they based it off of the same concepts they just took it a slightly different path right and instead make a on rails game an on rails shooter yeah <laughs> very different game they're, they're not even close to the same also impossible to play that game without the fucking 3ds stand 
<laughs> like impossible. Like literally, you can't. I don't know why they put it on the 3DS when you basically have to be stationary in order to play that game. Um, hmm. Yeah. Weird choice. Good game, though. Love that game. And uh, that's it. That's it for our game facts, unless you got a, a surprising one for me, John. I don't, unfortunately. Damn. Yeah. It's a hard, fun game, though. Yeah. I liked what I played of it. Yeah. So, John. All right. What are we talking talking about this week? (laughs) Now now we're going to talk about games that we don't like playing. (laughs) Everything else was just a a little sweetener for us before we uh, drop off the the side and the bomb. Like, do you remember? Um, do you remember the third episode of Sword Art Online? Let's see, which one is that? Is that the one where he meets the group and the girl dies? Yeah, I mean, the whole group dies except for the leader, yeah. and then he uh, he throws himself he off himself. the he throws himself off the cliff. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm the one who throws himself off the cliff. Which one are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm probably the monster in the room killing the girl. <laughs> so, yeah, we're we're going to get into some very, very heavy topics. Um, and uh, the this is your your point to leave if yeah. you don't want to to hear about things that I I genuinely this is a the... content warning for um, probably abuse, definitely uh, violence, mass shootings, um, yes, death uh, in general, Holocaust. Oh, um, great! I didn't know that one was. Yeah, yeah, racially charged violence. Um, yeah. Uh, so this like, if you don't want to yeah. hear about any of that. Uh, skip ahead to like two minutes before the end of the podcast so you can hear our plugs i guess <laughs> <laughs> thank you for for coming we'll see you next time when we never talk about these things again because we don't want to right now even no no like i i i don't um as as someone who who has already experienced this stuff bringing it back up again isn't fun so but like it's it's something we can talk about and it's something that i feel on some level should be talked about so we're gonna do it once and Uh, never do it again (laughs) yeah so um yeah that was your warning goodbye have Um, a good day for for anyone that's left, uh, we're we're gonna talk. We're we're continuing our games as art discussion, um, and this week we are talking about uh, games that deal with controversial topics and social mores, and we're gonna go with the easy stuff first. <laughs> Work our way which up. Is social mores. Uh, we'll we'll work our way up, yeah. 
So the uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is, is is games that deal with social mores, things that are are just socially not acceptable to to talk about or discuss. Um, and and this is where I feel like some of your spirit fair stuff comes in. Where uh, like it's it's not generally acceptable to really discuss what happens when you lose your mind like when when you deal with oh you're um, not so much the death part but like the the character i mentioned last time who uh like had alzheimer's and it kicked in and yeah i see that's that's some stuff that that well there's nothing wrong with it there, there's absolutely nothing wrong. I mean, it's, it's, it's wrong that it exists. I wish we could fix it, but having it doesn't make someone bad or wrong or something. It's just, it's so just a part of life. As, yeah, that we'd like to ignore. Yeah, like it, it's a part of life that nobody wants to look at and talk about. Uh, uh, yeah. Partly because we're all we're all kind of scared that it's going to be us one day mm-hmm. and and there's 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 some games that that like do it like that one where you know it it, it just straight up talks about it uh there's other games that uh um that decide to go goofy and make jokes out of things that uh, i guess technically don't shit your pants is is an example of this i don't know that i'd consider it art but it definitely talks about a social moray, which is, you know, shit. Shitting your pants. <laughs> yeah, and all, yeah, shit, but more specifically shitting your pants. But just shit in general is not really something um, to talk about. It's not artistically uh, dealt with, so I wouldn't exactly call it an art game. You're not going to throw it um, in with spirit fairer? <laughs> no, I, I'm not. Um, another game that, that is oft um spoken of is passage which it's a experimental video game um and it it's it's very simple it's a primitive side scroller yeah you uh, you go left to right can i say what i thought of this game because this is probably the only one that i've actually played um yes it, it takes literally like five minutes to play the game it takes mm-hmm. no longer and no less um i didn't uh so what happens in the game is you start the game and you're a dude and you're just standing there and all you can do is walk forward and if you walk forward a little bit, then a woman joins you, and she walks forward slightly ahead of you. And if you try to go down, um, you'll quickly hit obstacles, and you'll you'll just have to go back up. Uh, and if you're paying attention, you'll notice that even if you don't keep walking forward, you do start to phase forward. No matter what happens, yeah. you are going to be moving forward towards the end of the screen. You're not... 
necessarily moving forward in position, but you are moving forward on the screen. Yeah. And what happens is that eventually the woman touches the far side of the screen and turns into a tombstone. And you walk past her. And you just keep walking until eventually you touch the side of the screen and turn into a tombstone. And Correct. That is the game. You missed a few things. I did. So, yeah. The, the game is an allegory for life. Obviously. You start out young and, and as, as, oh, as well, you yeah. progress, you're... I did your forget that little, part. You start to lose avatar, your hair, and her hair goes gray. Grows taller. Your your hair change. Your your shirt changes to more business like. Her hair gets longer. Eventually, towards the end of it, you you start losing your hair. Hers turns gray. Yours turns gray. Um, so it's it definitely shows that it's age. Yeah. Um, couple other things. Uh, it's as an allegory to life in the beginning of the game you're at the far left side of the screen as you continue to walk you you stay in that position like you're not like walking across the screen the screen scrolls behind you yeah but as you play through the game you begin to move more towards the middle you have the ability to see backwards more you've got more behind you to see but you still have some ahead of you until you get to the very end of the game where you have much more behind you to look back on than you do ahead of you. Additionally, you you said that if you try and go down, you immediately run into things and you go back up. As you continue down, there are treasure chests. There are things that, that enrich your life. Oh. So I never found those. that. However... If and, and you can sidestep the wife. You don't have to marry at all. Um, you can oh. you can go down and avoid her. If you touch her, then you marry. If you don't, then you, you're just alone. Single, you can slip in between more um, things and get to more treasure chests. However, if you are married, sometimes, because you have to fit both characters through spots you you just can't there's not enough room to fit both of you so it's recognizing that hey you could have had more experiences alone or you chose to be you know join a partner and you know they stop you from doing everything you might have wanted to but you still have enrichment um life and if you look at it, as you move to the right, as you progress through life, um, every, every time you, you go a space to the right, quote-unquote, I guess, uh, one adds to the number in the top right corner, which I guess is the richness of your life. I see. So when you head a treasure chest, that goes up more. But when you get married, it stops going up by one, and it goes up by two, which means that while, yes, you might not... Um, be getting all that treasure just by having that partner your life is twice as rich with just standard life and and no matter what you do eventually you get to the end your wife dies 
if or if you choose not to you keep going and you die and that's the way it is in life um it's it's a direct allegory of life some people you know complain hey it's there's not a victory condition game doesn't count as this but i say bullshit because <laughs> you're directly controlling what happens and um yeah there's more to it than i realized than i found in my short little playthrough um yeah. i tried going down a couple of times and i just ran into blocks and i was like oh i guess you can't keep going down so yeah. i just went back up to where it was easier to walk yeah and and it is it at, at the top that is also an option uh, that that is that is a furtherance. Thank you, a furtherance of the allegory of life. If you want to, there is a straight path ahead of most people, where you could just go, not stray from the path that was set for you, and sure, you'll get to the end. You'll get pretty far, but if you go south, you'll encounter some troubles. You'll encounter obstacles, but you'll also encounter things like the treasure, which enriches your life. Yeah. Which is... it. This is, this is a beautifully designed game for how garbage, pixely, and, and tiny it, the game is. It's hard to look but at. It I, is. But, I didn't even realize it's... that was a number counter going up because it was so pixelated I couldn't read it. Yeah, it's like a three by five pixel thing, which it, it's it can't even correctly show eight, like the number eight. <laughs> yeah, like so I had no idea what was happening there. Maybe it's even three by four. Yeah, it's <laughs> three by four. So, um, yeah, it's it's very very minimal but it also it it has powerful things to say that are you know once you finish it you kind of like if you if you think about it you finish it and you think about what happened it it it's kind of deep yeah like and it's it's a bit of a downer because yeah you're right you do end this and you're like well should i have gone down more and gotten more treasure like that sucks that my wife just died. Like, <laughs> uh, it's... Right, like, I had figured out what was happening long before that point. Yeah. Uh, but it still was like, oh. Well, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Because, I mean, in the end, you just die. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's multiple games uh this is this is the the classic example of a game that talks about a social moray um and and they're not comfortable but they're not you know they're not bad no i mean um, i i wouldn't i wouldn't uh i wouldn't regularly pick up passage and play it even though it's super short, no. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, I have five minutes. I could play Passage." Yeah, but like, no, I could that's see myself going to happen. I could see myself in the future being like, uh, "Maybe I could get something else out of this game now." Yeah. 
All right. So now we're going to move on to the, the, the harder stuff. Uh. So we're going to talk about first about Train. And Train isn't a video game. Train is a board game. Okay. Uh, it takes... It's The board is a... Um, this is not the one I thought would be a board game also. <laughs> you mentioned one would be a board game. I did not think it was this one. I thought did it was another one. Did you hope it was one. the other one? Yes. I did. Yeah. That's a video game. Right. So in the game, the players read typewritten instructions. They're, the, the instructions are sitting there in a typewriter. And the game board is a set of train tracks nailed to, or with, with boxcars, nailed on top of a window pane with broken glass. And there's a bunch of, and these are, these are like, the, the boxcars, the, these are like full, tr- like, HO scale trains with boxcars that open, and, like, these are physical things. Uh, this must be a big game. What? I said this must be a big game. Uh, yeah, it is. It, I mean, it's about the size of a window. <laughs> wow. Um, and you, uh, there are a bunch of little yellow pegs that represent people, and the the typewritten instructions say the player's job is to load the uh, the pegs onto the trains as efficiently as possible and get to the end. You know, you you, you draw cards um, to you know see move your train one step forward or you know train crash. Um, certain number of, of characters fall out of the train. I don't really like where this is going. And and so your your idea is to put as many of the yellow pegs on the train as you can and then get the 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 boxcars to the end and then you draw a destination card. And the destination is something like Auschwitz Birkenau. And you flip over the card at the end because, you know, you're a good gamer. You know what to do. You, you jam those those yellow pegs in as, as good as you can. You, like, you turn them sideways so you can fit more in. And you get all the way to the end getting there as fast as possible. Like, a couple of them get off, you know, fall out of the train. You're like, oh, dang it, I lost that. Well, you know, I'll get more points at the end. You know, I'll, I can go back and forth a couple times. And then you get to the end and you go, oh, I sent them to Auschwitz. Oh, the yellow stands for the yellow star of David, that these are Jews. And I've been loading Jews onto boxcars so they can be shipped to a concentration camp and be killed. And the broken glass. Yes, it's broken glass because, hey, that stands for Kristallnacht. The, uh-huh. the night of broken glass where the Nazis launched a series of coordinated attacks against Jews throughout Germany and Austria. Destroyed their and, businesses and kicked them out of their homes. And Correct. Yeah. And the typewriter is a Nazi typewriter. If you look at the numeral five on the typewriter, the shift version of that written just above it, where like for most people, that's a percent sign. On a Nazi one, that's the SS symbol. It's an actual Nazi typewriter. And 
it's the the entire game is the point to teach the player about complicity that people blindly follow rules and and that if you look at it just from a, a like a syst- like a game system step back it's a fun thing you you put the pegs on you get to the end you pull them off but then once you learn or several people learn like figured it out beforehand like the you know other people are putting things on and they look over and they're they're like wow this is really cool i love typewriters why does that have an ss symbol on it and oh shit (laughs) oh i oh gosh i know what's going on a lot of players who figure it out early try and do as much as they can they'll they'll like not put on any players they'll they'll stop playing the game entirely or they'll they'll play but they make sure to draw draw as many cards as possible so that they can draw the ones where oh the train's broken down and 13 of the people fall out and that's because they escaped like the train broke and they escaped um they do as much as they can to to like free as much as possible and those are all things that actually happened during the war the people that figured out what was going on largely <laughs> stopped what they were doing or tried to um make it so that the people could escape i mean it's there like were some schindler's people- list um schindler was uh, an automobile manufacturer who was forced into uh ammo production and uh he his staff was mostly jewish at the time and they started asking him to send all of his jewish employees and their families over to the camps and he fought as hard as he could to keep them on staff saying that he couldn't operate without them and he saved hundreds of people's lives the sad but interesting part of the game is that um it, there's there's only one version of it it's it's part of a series by Brenda Romero um she she has the series the mechanic is the message where she captures and expresses difficult experiences through the medium of a game and this is one of the ones that she made because she has a jewish background and I would imagine. she knows this stuff and um uh so she she's the one that made the game she has the only version of it and she takes it places and oh okay uh, all right pretty much see pretty well, much every what time i was worried about here played, she's watching it what i was worried about here was that this was just a game for sale and that there are people no. out there like, hey, come over for game night. And they're like, hey, let's play this game. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. She she brings us to conferences. That was going to um, be my next comment was like, I would fucking, I would stop being friends with anybody who uh, had this for, uh, for game night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this is this is not a fun game that you play. But she she's watched every version of this. Like she's seen all the different ways people have played it. Yeah, because she has the only copy. It doesn't get played unless she's there. Interestingly and sadly, there are some people. It's very rare, but there are some people where they get to the end, they draw the card, and 
according to the rules of the game, you get to go back and you can do it again. And some people do. What the fuck? And and that's inherent in the game in that the the whole point of this game is to feel complicity. On on some level, some people see complicit they they see the results of it or they see what's going to happen and they realize that if they do this, they are complicit in the murders. And other people look at it and go, well, it's just a game. I'm just playing a game. And that was same true for the time. Some train drive uh, conductors went, it's just a job. I'm just driving I'm a doing, cha- train from point A I'm, to point B. I'm moving these people from point A to point B. That is all I am doing. And that's the point of this is looking at the fact that you are complicit like you don't this, get to claim fucking innocence or anything. If you knew what waited at the end of that fucking train line, then you did that. Yeah. Yes. You're just as complicit as the person who filled the fucking room with gas. Yes. So, this is a a game that breaks your heart to know that it exists. <laughs> <laughs> and like just the the fact that this game exists means that the holocaust exists and that's a terrible thing <laughs> like it's it's horrible i mean even uh, more than that like i can i i was fucking exhausted by that what yeah. really what really upset me was learning that there are people who have played the game in front of the person who made it and made the decision to go back and get more people. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. How does that happen? What what went wrong in your head? Where... Like, I guess that's the point of the game, is like... Mm-hmm. Like, when you're first doing it... Like, you're, you're a new train driver, right? And you don't realize... That you're working the line from fucking Berlin to Auschwitz. But then you reach Auschwitz and you're like, oh shit, what the fuck did I just do? And that should be the point where you quit your fucking job. (laughs) So, uh, she's done several other games that, like I said, that's a part of her a series that she's done of, of the mechanic is the mission or the mechanic is the message where um she's got a game uh I, my uh Gaelic is is very bad so Shachan late it's also known as the Irish game which deals with um <clears throat> the Cromwell invasion of Ireland and the kicking out of all of the Irish from their country and the Irish diaspora yeah, I was about to say, there's a number of things that could be about, but that one's one of the big ones. Yeah, and she made that one because her husband is a part of the Irish diaspora. Um, there's The New World, which is a a game she designed on the spot because her daughter came home from school today, and she was like, oh, well, what did you learn in school today? And she's like, oh, you know, The New World and the slave trade and stuff. And she was horrified because 
that shouldn't be the way you come refer home from to that. school after that. No, you should be coming so, home horrified. But that, hold on, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. That's just a problem of our entire fucking education system. I went to school in Alabama and Florida, and I remember a test question was, what was the Civil War fought over? And the answer was goddamn states' rights. And that's just (laughs) wrong. That's a falsehood. And, like, the fucking pedestal that we put Chris Columbus up on is, like, no. He's a murderer and rapist and enslaver. He's an awful fucking person that you should not respect. Like, there's so many things that we teach in our education system that whitewash what we actually did as a society. Like, I thought, I thought Andrew Jackson was a cool president as a fucking teenager. (laughs) He's one of the worst ones we ever had. He committed an entire fucking genocide. Actively. He himself. One person. Like, not even, like, white people, like, Europeans as a whole in North America. He enacted a genocide on his own. But it's like a footnote in any textbook. Oh, yeah, the Trail Mm -hmm. of Tears was bad and, like, a couple thousand people died on it, but it was no big deal. The end. They live in reserves now. It's all fine. No, it was a a horrific culling of an entire culture that was here first. So, the to to point out you you pointed out that you know it's that's a product of of our um, school system. Well, the what's actually supposed to happen in our school system and what doesn't happen more often than not is that it teaches some stuff and then you go home and you learn more from your parents. Um, and that just, that's, it's not realistic in the world nowadays, and it's uh, not the way the school system is treated. It's but not it's, realistic it's what ever. happened here. It, um, one time. It happened one time. But it's not realistic really ever. I don't believe that in the 40s they went home from learning about the Civil War and had a discussion with their parents about it. Well, not I don't, about the Civil War, that's for sure. I don't buy that. I don't buy <laughs> that they heard sad. about... I don't hear, I don't buy that they heard about the Trail of Tears and had a discussion with their parents about it. That's not a thing that happens. The education system should be educating. Any discussion that happens should happen within the education system. Otherwise, you so anyways, designed a bad system. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the thing I'm actually trying to talk about now. Um, so she she didn't recognize that the the things that she had been taught were a travesty and so what she did is as any good game developer she had a bunch of wooden meeples which are just the little i guess pawns basically um you would think of them uh or like the characters from the little game pieces from sorry it's just a little peg to represent like this will be a game piece a person yeah this this is a person or you know your game character yeah, and as any game, good game developer, they have just a bunch of of raw wooden ones that can be colored or used in any way, and in different shapes and sizes. And so she handed a bunch of them to her daughter and said, "All right, we're gonna do some crafts. We're gonna make a little game right now. Um, go ahead and color these whichever way you want." And as any good kid, 
they, you know, here's, you know, two big red ones and then a couple small red ones and and you're the mommies for these little kids and here's the yellow ones and you know and here's the green and here's the blue and you know made made little little groups of colors of of these meeples and then the mom pulled out a uh a, an index card and stacked them all on the index card as tight as can be and then she had her kid, um, and this is, uh, it's, it's been a long time since I've actually heard the story of this, so pardon me if I get anything wrong. Um, uh, she basically rolled the dice, and if it rolled under a certain number or whatever, she said, all right, well, we're like a third of the way there, but unfortunately, uh, these three are sick, so we're, we're taking these three off the boat. And the daughter was like, but they have, like, they, you can't take those three. Take these other three, you know? Like, those three are, like, the mommy and daddy for this person and the child of this one. You don't take those. It's like, sorry. They're the ones that have to go. And we're going to move it forward. And then, oh, well, there's um, there's not enough food to go around. Pick ten to take off the index card. Because... That's what happened. This is the boat going across the ocean from Africa to America. This is a fucking slave if, ship. If if you're sick, they threw you overboard. If you if there wasn't enough food, they threw enough overboard so that the food would last. That's that's it. They're a commodity. They don't matter. But when you take the commodity that is human life and you humanize it by saying, hey, these are mommies and daddies. <laughs> These are brothers and sisters. And now we're tearing those families apart. You contextualize it in the fact that this is a horrific thing that happened. And by the end of it, they're both sobbing because if you have humanity, you if, should be in when fucking you, tears when you or think screaming. about the slave trade. That's the result. Yeah, like, there, there and, are two results, crying desperately or screaming at the world. Yeah, and and that's that's what needs to be taught. Like, you, you can clinically describe things, yes, but what needs to be taught is the fact that this cannot happen again. This, there's, this cannot be allowed to occur again. And... And these, these games that she has designed are all designed to teach you through these things that, you know, the, the slave trade is a horrific subject. And yet, here is an example of it being in a game in such a way that not only doesn't um, minimalize it, but also teaches you how horrific this is and that's an example of a game dealing with a controversial topic i liked hearing <sighs> loot in the back for a second it, it was nice to be reminded <laughs> of sweet innocent animals i had to I had to lock the door she's in the other room so you heard her shaking through the door wow what a shake good girl loot <sighs> Now and I have tears in my eyes. Talk about. 
Leave me alone. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, <laughs> I, I, I feel, <laughs> I feel like shit. Pretty much any time when one. I look up these games. Um, I have played a. Does version she have normal games? Train. Does she have just like good fun games? Yeah. Tell me um, some of those real quick. Give me, give me some game wrecks from Brenda Romero, so I can, I can support this person who I kind of hate right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. What are... I mean, her her name used to be Brenda Brathwaite before she, uh, married John Romero. Um, yes, that John Romero. Um, John Romero. Daikatana. Oh my Doom. god. Yeah. <laughs> the Daikatana guy. <laughs> Uh, wow. Wizardry 8, um, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Commander, most recently Empire of Sin, uh, strategy video game. Oh, is that the one about gangsters? I've, I have that on my wish list. Yep. That's her she game? A game designer on that. Oh, well, I thought she, she was a board is... game developer. No, she's mostly video game, but oh. she, she's done this this she's done a uh the series of board games i see i'll go and get empire of sin off my fucking wish list later then <laughs> uh yeah okay she, she worked on that because that's that's a um romero games developed um game so All she right. worked on it we can talk about the bullshit now. So, probably the most disgusting game that we have to talk about it, which is interesting, considering our previous discussion. I mean, at is... least those were in service of something good, even if it horrifies me that they have to exist. So, this game was made because... The person Everyone... I have a question hold on. I have a question before yeah. we even start this. Because it's one that has to be asked before we start it. Okay. Is it okay to even talk about this? To it, platform it's been at multiple it conventions it's, in any way. Yeah. Is it what? Is it okay to platform it in any way? Well, nobody makes any money off of it, and it has been helpful to some people that were actually there that day. Okay. It's still horrible. I just wanted to know that it wasn't the absolute worst thing, and that people weren't being paid for this fucking garbage. No, nobody's being paid for this. This is completely free. It's downloadable. Please do not. As, as someone who has, please do not. Um, we're, we're going to talk about Super Columbine Massacre RPG. And it is pretty much exactly what you think it is. It's a RPG Maker game, uh, built on RPG Maker 2000, where you take the roles of Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, the gunmen who shot up Columbine High School, 
and you go in and you act out the massacre. And you go through, and and I I need to make it real. I need to make this as real as possible for you so that you do not go and play this game because I could not finish it. I would not finish it. You go in and you shoot everyone. And you go into classrooms and they can't do anything and you shoot them. You go into the bathroom and it goes to a point and you open up a, a one of the girls' stalls and you look at her and it says, oh, this girl's on her period right now. And then you shoot her. It makes this real. They did research to make sure that this game is as accurate as possible to their perspective of what happened on that day. And you redo it. Question. What are the visuals of this game? Uh, I mean, it's it's a RPG maker game, so it is 8-bit, um, but, like, the backgrounds of stuff will include, like, backgrounds of Columbine High School. Like, if you're outside, it'll be the outside picture of Columbine High School. If you're inside, it'll be a hallway. If you're in one of the, the, the rooms, it'll be a picture of the room. Not, like immediately post-massacre pictures, but, like, these are the pictures of Columbine High School. Okay. But the characters are 8-bit and... or 16-bit, I guess. I guess that's a... Um, it doesn't have the pictures of the people's faces. Who minor died. kindness. Yes. The game sucks. You, you feel everything. I'm fucking and you, bummed out. It, it doesn't do any excusing of them. It, it at no point is like, go kill them because this is fun. Or, uh, you're misunderstood. They don't believe you. You should go kill them. It's It says, you are the characters. You can be in your room. You you can walk around. like You, you start out in your room at home. And you can look around. There's a... Uh, a video game console there you can play doom like on it like there's a, a little garbage version of doom that you can play because a lot of people pointed to the fact that they played violent video games as a chance it doesn't say that violent video games made them do this but it has that there just no and anybody who does say that you can in their fuck minds. off and it's go stupid yeah uh, they did it's it got, because like, they're fucking neo grunge music around because I think they listen to Nirvana and stuff and and so you're like ah oh, yeah grunge because some people said that hey music like that turned them into a thing which is also absurd and again they're fucking neo Nazis and Kurt Cobain would yeah. hate them oh absolutely and and it 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 contextualizes the characters by. You know, this is the way that their room is set up. This is what they are living in. But it never at any point excuses them. It never at any point gives you a like, oh, you should go kill the people. But that's what you do. And it's a horrible, at the end of the game, you just like at the end of the massacre, it ends the same way. You shoot yourself. And... The, 
it's a horrible game. But they did as much as they could to contextualize this around the shooters and what the shooters were doing and like the 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 things people had heard them say to each other and stuff so that it 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 has as much as possible if you can the understanding of why they did it which that was the main question for years after it happened in 99 well and it got muddled by all of the bullshit about fucking video games and grunge yeah is is people and and that's the thing is that that columbine happened in Columbine, it it destroyed the people that went to that high school. But more than that, it also affected literally everyone else. <laughs> I mean, we feel like, the after effects of Columbine today. Yeah, I remember it happening. I remember the context of that time. I, I remember the feeling of that. I, there's music that takes place nowhere near that that I listen to now that still talks about, like, what happened because even though they had no personal connection to that, it was a horrific cultural event that happened and affected the culture, everyone in the culture. And it wasn't just the people at Columbine going, like, I've lost all my friends. Why did that happen? It was also everyone else going, why would they do that? I I don't understand because, hey, I never once thought, oh, I'll go shoot up a school. It never once entered my mind. <laughs> I, I never once had that urge. Why did they want to do that? It doesn't make sense. That's not a thing humans do. And um, that's the reason why the developer made it is because he what happened resonated with him um, and he wanted to understand why. And so he made this and and it immediately got just like he was demonized. He was like he didn't put his name on it until much later. Um because the I mean, the creator move. of it um got death threats and and was called the antichrist and um and a lot of that like it it just received just hate from almost all sources but i mean if you just hear about it it's fucking like why oh, would it's you do disgusting this? yeah it's disgusting from hearing about it and from playing it <laughs> but multiple people who have played it who were there at that time that lived through the massacre that hid in the rooms and and weren't found that uh ran away and, and got away in time that recovered from injuries have have played it since and experienced at least some amount of like like i should be disgusted by this game but this i i appreciate the fact that at least to some degree this was made 
um, it, that, that it opens a dialogue at least, or that it helped me understand just a tiny bit, just a, just a tiny little bit to understand why I lost my friends or like what someone could think of when they're doing that just to make things make a little bit of sense in my head because they don't the this happening doesn't make sense but um, I... this was able to at least on the fractional level give some people the tiniest bit of of understanding so that they could help to resolve what happened in their mind and that's why it's it's up here at all <laughs> yeah, because I'm glad they so got... many games so many games do this sort of thing but they they're just gross fucking like, hatred is, that's i was trying to remember the name of it that game is also disgusting but it doesn't mean anything it doesn't, it doesn't have a purpose. do anything for anyone. All it's there it, for it is for you to play out the role of a fucking mass murderer. Yeah. There, that's that's not... That... It's horrible. And, it, and especially the fact that in Hatred, you're supposed to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's something that Super Columbine Massacre RPG does the best. Which is that you do not have fun. You cannot have fun playing this game. It is a horrific game, and it's disgusting, and you feel sick in your stomach every moment that you're playing it. And you you finish the game, or you get to the point where you can't go on, and you X out of it, and you delete it, and you scrub your search history, and you go and you cry, and you drink so that you don't remember, and because it does not glorify it at all. It knows its place. This is not a fun game. This is not journey that's gonna make you all all happy or or flow which puts you into that zone. No, this game gives you disgust at yourself for having murdered the people at Columbine. And it because makes you, you question do. how you can be a human and not feel that fucking disgust. You you just just like with train. You become complicit for a moment in the murders at Columbine. Hold on. So I'm sorry, I have to put this hypothetical out there. So in the same way that Brenda Romero went around with Train and saw people who would fucking pick up, like, place the people down at the end, read the destination, and then go fucking do it again. Like, does that mean that there is, hypothetically, a fucking person out there who has played this fucking game and said, that was fun, I'll play it again? It's possible. Fuck that. That was all I had. That was it. Just fuck that. So. How does this... When this this comes out, it'll be 
the day after Columbine took place. Oh, you did this, this on comes fucking out, purpose. This comes out on Wednesday. I didn't. I actually, I, I just remembered because it came out on April 20th, or it happened on April 20th. And I I need you to know that, like, should I this game have is it a out on Tuesday game. then? Maybe. Yeah, sure. I can edit it tomorrow, I guess. Saves me time on Wednesday. This This game is not fun. And again, please do not go play it. I I I urge you not to because No, if you go and play this game, like I, fuck you. <laughs> I after we just I, talked about it, fuck you. I wish I didn't have the memory of playing this game in me. Like, thinking about it reminds me of the actions in the game. And... Which in turn reminds you of the actions that took place in real fucking life. Yeah, and and it reminds... And, and you know, you, you shouldn't forget. Like, you shouldn't forget what happened there. No. But, but it reminds me of what I did what I as a player chose to do before I got so disgusted I couldn't um and I I tried to give it my go because I I was learning I was a a a video game student I was going to college for this they had just talked about games as art and they talked about train and passage and and they they touched a little bit on okami and journey and they talked about this and i was like all right i'll i'll give it a go and i i looked at uh passage and you know i played that i watched a bunch of videos on on train and then i actually created a version of it um and had my family play it because i wanted to see what happened i wanted to be there and experience it and i did and they were horrified and they won't let me play board games with them again fair that's a fair response absolutely like i said earlier if somebody invited me over for board game night and they had me play train i would never be their friend again yeah, no, it's horrible. And and they were they were nice enough to do it because, you know, I had I told them that this was a game that was uh not exactly fun, but that I would like to play and um and they That's what you say about Jumanji. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then I played this and it I I wanted to you know I'm a student of video games I I want to get a you know get to the end and learn all about this game and I couldn't like uh, my willpower was not enough to get to the end and and it, it it's it's both disgusting how far I got because thinking back on it like you, you don't need to play this game you don't um I want to say I am glad for the victims of the massacre who have gotten, like, some degree of closure or understanding about what happened to them out of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Still fuck this game. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. (laughs) Like, both, both thoughts exist in my head at the same time. I'm glad they got something out of it. Fuck the fact that it exists. Yeah. I'm not hey. even I'm not even particularly sure that I'm mad that the guy who made it got demonized. Uh, I don't know. I'm torn on that. 
Yeah. It's... <sighs> hey, John. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I have to edit this. Yeah. I have to listen through this again. Yeah. Cut whatever you want. <laughs> Where would I even Seriously. cut? I don't know. That's up to you. I These are these are games that that prove that games as art doesn't have to all be about fun and games. I hate that pun, but it 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 can also deal with things that that really are intense and yeah. disgusting and and horrific whether that's from the holocaust to school shootings and and games can help people like a movie wasn't going to do this no I mean, fuck anybody who made makes a movie out of Columbine. It's gonna happen one day if it hasn't happened already. Fuck that yeah. shit. Like a, a movie <laughs> isn't going to do this. A movie isn't going to show you what this game does. A movie's gonna fucking glorify the, it. Uh, the only way that this could work was this way, and it was done, and it helped people, and that's beautiful. Like I said, it's it a minor people. kindness that they did it in fucking eight bit. Yes. That it's an RPG and, maker fucking game. Yes. And and that games can deal with these things appropriately. More often than not nowadays, they don't. Like the news that we cut from the very first episode. What oh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll mention that here. Uh, fucking Six Days in Fallujah. That's the whole yeah. reason why we cut the entire news segment from the first episode. Is from the show. <laughs> yeah i mean from the show six, six days six days in fallujah is we, what we talked about at the end of the news section in the very first episode and, because and now of we it, don't have a news section there is no news section in the show <laughs> and 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 that's an example of i could see it being done like this and if it was done like this it, then it would might be, be for somebody a good art game it might be helpful if it to made somebody. you disgusted at your actions killing innocent citizens then it would be a good game or if it but made you horrified not. at the civilians being murdered around you yes like then either perspective could work if it if it was a speed run sort of game where how you you get the highest points by quitting as soon as possible after being disgusted by the soldiers around you. Like desert the army. That's the only choice yes. to make. If 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 you if it makes you want to like they do in train play so that they could get the most cards to free the most people because they know the system will continue regardless of you. What can you do to fight the system? If you quit being the conductor of the train, it's going to keep on going with the new conductor. What can you do to save lives? 
What can you do to stop your fellow soldiers from murdering innocents with no regard for life? If it did that, if it made you disgusted like Super Columbine Massacre RPG does, then it would be a good game. But like so many other games, like Hatred, like, oh, I don't even remember anymore because I don't choose to. <laughs> like, like I was saying, I couldn't remember Hatred, the name of the game, because I try not to remember these things. Right, like I wish if, I didn't, but Hatred lives in a special part of my fucking brain rent-free because it's fucking horrible and like school so, shootings and mass shootings just happen on such a regular fucking basis these days that even when I try to forget it something comes up that fucking reminds me of it like the fucking FedEx mass murder spree just recently fucking yeah. why why do these things happen why it's, do they have to continue happening if these games were like these were were done correctly they could help people they could be doing good things. They could be art. But instead, they're just disgusting. And there's too much of that in this world. So while Super Columbine Massacre RPG is revolting as a concept and as an execution, uh, it has to be applauded at the micro level for not being what the rest of the industry does and that's it <laughs> it has helped two to three people and that's good the end <laughs> okay we're done um yeah we're done just uh, to put a buffer between don't, don't share this one you know what <laughs> we always say share this with someone in particular don't share this one. Uh, and, uh, if if you can, if you can, yeah, um, just spend today. If you're watching it on the day of, or whenever you're watching this, just in remembrance that there's bad shit out there. Like I said, I'll I'll try to get this out Tuesday. You can uh, remember that Columbine happened and that that kicked off the uh, culture of mass shootings that we live in as an American society. And maybe reflect on how we could change that going forward so that another Columbine doesn't happen again. So that another Sandy Hook doesn't happen again. Another Virginia Tech doesn't happen again. Another Tennessee doesn't happen again. And now I need, to, I, need, I need something, John, to put between this and the fucking ending music because our ending music is too fucking cheerful to follow this immediately no what do you got music. no ending we're, music we're we're, just... we're gonna we're just gonna go dark okay and uh thanks for watching uh or if listening. you made it through this you're fucking a better person than i am because if i didn't have <laughs> to edit wouldn't. this i would never listen to this again um, I told you it would be bad, and it was, because you just, these games are not, the, these subjects can't be done any other way. I just, I wish the um, whole episode had been Kid Icarus facts. I miss, <laughs> I miss Kid Icarus facts. 
Remember when Medusa was just made ugly? (laughs) Remember when we found out Palutena was a fucking combination of Palace and Athena? (laughs) The, oh, the eggplant wizards that just turn you into an eggplant? (laughs) We'll see y'all next time for lighter subjects. Like shrimp tempura Uh, wizards. (laughs) They're going to eat you after they turn you into a shrimp tempura. (laughs) That's it. We're done.